There is a city by Lake Michigan where I was born and schooled. As a native son then, at present a few thousand miles removed, I bring you, purely in fun, my Chicago. As seen through the eyes of another Chicagoan, 11-year-old Tommy, who at the moment is writing a very important letter. because my teacher, Miss Rogers, says that if all the children in our room write letters to you Chinese children, we will have understanding between nations, which is a very good thing. My father, who is looking over my shoulder as I write this, says... That's a lot of hooey. We ought to exchange the air with them. But I do not like them. So I will continue to write this letter. Miss Rogers gave us a list of things we ought to write about. First, where we live. Our house is on Woodlawn Avenue, which is on the south side of the city of Chicago, which is in the state of Illinois, which is the most important state in the United States of America. My father, who was looking over my shoulder, said... Hooey, how about California? Hollywood? Pin-up girls. But since I have never been to California, Illinois is still the greatest state in the United States of America. First, I will tell you about my room which, of course, is also located in the city of Chicago. It is my very own room. Except, of course, when my Uncle Frederick, who is a farmer in the southern part of the state, comes to visit us, and then he sleeps in my room. And except when my Uncle Joe, who is a traveling salesman for a hardware store in St. Louis, comes to visit us, and then he sleeps in my room. And except when my Aunt Henrietta, who is my mother's sister, fights with her husband, and then she sleeps in my room. It is my very own room. My father, who was looking over my shoulder, says... That small fry reads like sarcasm. But since I do not know very clear what sarcasm is, I will ignore the remark, like my sister Ellen always says, and continue. My room is a very special place, because so far every day of my life has started here. I will now tell you about my day. It always begins with my mother coming into my room and waking me up. Tommy. Tommy, it's after seven. You've got to be in school. You can't be late to school again. All right, all right. I know you're awake. Open the other eye and get up. Tommy, can you hear me? Yes, Mom. Now get up. I want to talk to you, Mr. Tommy. You're awake, aren't you? Yes, Mama. I have a little matter to discuss with you. Tommy, what did I say when you asked me if you could have rabbits in your room? What did I say? You, uh... You, uh... Yes? You said no, Mama. All right, then. Your sister Ellen tells me that you've brought some sort of an animal into this house. Is it a rabbit? No, Mama. Then you have brought an animal into this house. Well, where is it? Under the bed. Under the... Oh, no. Yes, Mama. What is it? What? Well, you know that knife that Uncle Frederick gave me for my birthday? The one you hid until I grew up? Yes, but I... I swapped it with Sam for some Jap money his brother sent from Okinawa or someplace. But what is... And I under... swapped the Jap money with Al for a real bullet out of a machine gun out of a P-38, which shot down two years. Will you tell me what's under that bed? But that's what I'm telling you. I swapped the bullet for. For what? What? 
I don't see for myself. No, Mama, you'd better not. Why? Because it's in a jar and it's a spider. Spider? Yes, and just a little old black widow spider. Black Oh, oh, wait, just a little one, Mama, just a little one. My teacher, Miss Rogers, said you would be interested in knowing about people in Chicago. There are many people in Chicago. My father, who was looking over my shoulder, says... That is a brilliant remark. I do not think that is a very brilliant remark, because there are many people in Chicago. First, there is my mother, whom I have already told you about. Second, there is my father, who is looking over my shoulder, who is my mother's husband. That is another bright remark. And there is my sister, Ellen, who is older than I am and very silly like all women are. That is the brightest remark. And there are my aunts and uncles and cousins and all my grandmothers and grandfathers are dead. There is my teacher, Miss Rogers, who is very old. Because once she met Woodrow Wilson, who was the president, about whom they made a moving picture all in color. My father, who was looking over my shoulder, just said, Oh, immortality, where is thy technicolor? Which I do not understand. Then there are the people with whom I play at school. My best friend, Faso, Joe, and Freddie, and Billy, and Jake, and Arnie. Only they are not people being only kids like I am. And I just about run out of people except the policeman and fireman and the man who fixes our refrigerator and the garbage man and all the cops and detectives and gangsters who are in jail and... No, Miss Rapapple. Only that isn't a name, but it's the only way I can say it. She's the smartest lady in all Chicago. And who owns the candy store near our school where all we kids buy our candy and ice cream, which is one of the seven basic foods and very good for young children. Oh, it's you again. Yes, Miss Rapapple. Business? Yes, Miss Rapapple. <clears throat> Such politeness indicates only one thing. You haven't got any money. No, Miss Rapapple. When would you pay me? Saturday. Buster? Gonna clean the weeds off the hardware man's back lot. Salary? Six bits? Uh, 75 cents. Exploitation. Worth a dollar. Yeah, Miss Rapapple. Insist on it. Yes, Miss Rapapple. Soda or Sunday? Soda, Miss Rapapple. Soda. One scoop or two? Uh, two, please. Two, please. Miss Rapapple, you know everything. Hmm. Sure. Sure, Mrs. Brains. Well, what's your problem, Miss Anthony? I haven't got a problem. I just want to know something. So? What? How do you get to be rich? What did you say? How do you get to be rich? Here you are. So drink it before it loses its face. Yes, sir. Rich. <laughs> Look who he's asking. Mm. Gosh, you're rich. Secondhand soda fountain. Mm. Six mm. bottles of chocolate syrup. Writing paper, pencils, licorice mm. candy, and gum drops. Sure, sure. Mm. But don't you worry about getting rich. What you should worry about is how to get poor. Huh? If you would read something besides your Mr. Dick Tracy column, you would know. Pretty soon, the only way to be happy will be to be poor people. So close your mouth and drink your soda. How long do you think soda water bubbles will wait? Oh, yes, sir. I do not read your Mr. Dick Tracy. 
So I have a very fine education on the day after tomorrow. The day after tomorrow, everybody's home will be so filled with revolving iceboxes and vacuum cleaners that blow and vacuum cleaners that suck and home moving machines that talk and airplanes that go straight up and down and fancy automobiles with rings that come off and radios and televisions and hot blowers and cold blowers and machines for freezing and machines for cooking and machines for washing and machines for drying and machines for ironing and machines for blowing perfume and machines for reading books out loud and machines for making records and machines for playing records. Well, who, I ask you, with all these machines will have room left in the house to live in but the poor? Oh. <laughs> Gee, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> I am funny. <laughs> so, so, thank you, so No, I can hear you finished. I'll make another little one, maybe, huh? Well, gosh, On I... the house. On the house. Oh, gee. <laughs> After all as yet, you're not rich. Tommy. Yes, Miss Rapapple? Don't worry about being rich. What I was laughing about before, inside the small joke, was a very large truth. The fancy automobiles and the airplanes that go straight up and down and... The televisions and the cold freezers and the washers and the dryers. They're very nice. It should be that everyone should have them. But what is in your house is not so important as what is in your heart. So what will it be now? One scoop or two? Miss Rogers, my teacher, says that you Chinese boys are very interested in everything about Chicago... She said I should write to you about historical places and streets. Mr. Abraham Lincoln came from Illinois, where Chicago is, which is historical fact. Chicago used to be Fort Dearborn, but the Indians massacred everybody. The entire population, including men, women, and children. But the result that everybody was wiped out, so they had to start all over, so they called it Chicago. The place where Fort Dearborn used to be is memorated on the Link Bridge, which is over the Chicago River downtown. And I have been there many times with my best friend, Fatso. Fatso and me, I, we stand on the bridge and discuss the historical facts about the Fort Dearborn Massacre, which is very historical. Gee, I bet you I could dive right off of here and do three somersaults before I hit the water. Sure, sure. I bet you I could start swimming and swim all the way across the lake to Milwaukee and, and do it all on my back. Okay, okay, Superman. Can't even swim across the bathtub. Stop talking and let me think. What you thinking about? Fine, Ben, man. I'd never let him kill him. Who? The Indians, you creep. I'd never let him get away with a massacre. Well, well, what could you have done, huh, Tommy? Oh, things. Yeah. What? Did you have to get so... so technical? What's that? Gosh, Basil, don't you know anything? I know if those old Indians were going to massacre and scalp you, they just massacre and scalp you and you couldn't do anything. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. I'm hungry. I'm going home. Okay, me too.